0: Well
1: hello everybody, welcome to episode 236, who would have thought it 236? Episode 1 was dreadful, it's the NS Wolves Podcast! I'm your host Nathan Judo. I'm delighted to be joined by Aston Villa fan, Aston Villa faithful, Aston Villa's number one fan, Mr Liam King. Liam, how's it going? Bebe?
0: You need to kill this off dead now.
1: I'm not, I'm not the one who started it mate, I'm not, the one, I'm not the one who's adding fuel to the fire, it's all over the tinternet you know, that tinternet.
0: I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say it's all over. Oh, it's mate,
1: safe. it's all over. It's yeah, all yeah. over. It's yeah, right. You're yeah. trending. You're trending. I wish. What's happening? Not much, mate. It's
0: been busy, is not it?
1: Oh, has it? Has it? My goodness, what a day so far. Loads going on. Loads of loads of, loads of stories, but lots of moving parts as well. Um, and depending on, on whether you listen to this podcast on... On Thursday, which is when we're putting out, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, things might have changed because, as is the situation with deadline day on Monday, things are changing very, very quickly. You know, every hour, really, Liam. Um, you're you're checking your sources back and forth, as is the usual. Um, and, and there's different stories with different values and different clubs, and 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 some are correct and some are absolute crap. And you've just got to kind of separate it all and sit down now and kind of take stock to see where we are. And I think at least, you know, transfer is transfer crazy until until Monday and deadline day and we'll come on to that. But from a at least from on the pitch, it's nice, especially after the incredible, incredible game we had last Saturday, which seems a long time ago now by the mm. way, Liam. Um that that wolves can at least breathe a little bit. They can breathe. They can take stock, we can look at the table, we can look at how well they've played, not just in January, but in, in December as well, and kind of reflect on, on what is to be and what could be a quite incredible season.
0: I think you've summed it up quite nicely. Um... Mm. I didn't mean to, but you
1: know, <laughs> as I went on.
0: Yeah, it's... Um... It it never surprises you in football, does it? And particularly with Wolves, you, you say that it's it's never a dull moment, is there? Um, we get in plenty of uh, transfer talk around Torreira and Spurs. We then have the Brentford game, and you're thinking. I mean, we we spent after that game that you know you've been you've been working in football for sixty odd years now, um, mm, and sixteen uh, <laughs> baby, don't add that, don't add that zero <laughs> at the end. And uh, and you never see anything like it. You know, I've been in it a handful of years, and and obviously been a fan for a long time, and you never seen anything like that.
1: Nothing at Villa Park now. Back in the day. <laughs> Sorry, carry on.
0: Shocking, shocking. Yes, um, you're right. Imposter. <laughs> and you fooled us all. Yeah, I no, know, I know it was my it was my horrible trick just to just to get the Wolves job. You know, <laughs> that, was, that was that was the plan. Um, and then and then, and then of course you know everything that's happening again today with Troy, and and, and you're right. The you know it. It could all very change uh, change very quickly, rather by Monday, by Sunday, whenever people might listen to this. But I think it's quite a good timing actually that we've got the podcast. It's out. a great timing. Yeah, yeah, I'm buzzing that we've
1: got it. Absolutely, we've had
0: so much going on this morning, as you just said. Um, mm. You know, we've got Player of the Month <laughs> for Moutinho, Manager of the Month for Bruno. I mean, that was almost by the wayside by the fact you know all the Troy stuff was going on. So it's been a it's been a it's been a strange uh, it's been a strange week. Um, and, you're, and to sum it up, as you say. Wolves could go on and have a very special season and that almost feels almost in, it feels very far in the distant now doesn't mm. it because you say the Brentford game seems a long time ago that seems like a month ago now and it was only four or five days ago yeah absolutely it's Strange. crazy uh,
1: I mean I, I, I rib you Liam we all know that you're a, you're a, a die hard Wolves fan despite uh, the rumours out there but I've got to say I've got to offer you um, a little bit of congratulations maybe indirectly but, you know, but well, congratulations are in order for, for you
0: now this, now this does worry me
1: no 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 it's fine it's fine I've been doing I've had to do some, some of the boring stuff that, that some, some some of us have to do are um, uh, uh, writing i not boring if our artist is listening <laughs> digital board reports and uh so so so, so go back and forth etc um looking at statistical data once every year and, and it's, yeah it's not the most pleasant of uh, of weeks when i'm having to, to file those kind of reports however it's fine it's fine anyway what we do get is stats and we you know have to uh compile a lot of different figures that are out there and i've got to say I'm delighted to say with the with the 11 different wolves podcasts that are out there we for the fourth consecutive year are the most listened to wolves podcast out there so thank you very much to everyone and i guess indirectly to you liam and and the people who've gone before you with joe and tim and everyone to to make this a, the little family that it is so it's great it's great it's great to know that that at least two or three of you are on the other end listening to our ramblings every other week i don't know why you are but you're still there so it's great it's great and we're episode 236 I'm trying to think for 250, we might do something a little bit special as well. I know we did something for 200, 250, quarter of a century, probably if we get there, you know, we might get decommissioned by then, you (laughs) know, I mean, 14 weeks is a long time. But if we do make it to 250, Liam, get your thinking hat on. People who are listening, get their thinking hat on. Maybe we could do, you know, some sort of collaboration or some kind of something that's a bit different. So, so maybe, maybe if you've got a thought, then let us know. Send in, you know, reply to the when we put these the uh, the, the podcast out later on. Reply in the messages. Let us know. DM us. You know, it's all it's all good, Liam. It's all good.
0: Straight away, an idea. We've got to get you on the jiu-jitsu mat. Get you on the mat, and I'll just it took you five and a
1: half minutes
0: to mention. <laughs> and I will just strangle you within um, an inch of your life. I um, I
1: actually had a had a little bit of a. I think I know exactly what you're doing in jujitsu because Here I've seen the video no, I've seen the videos and I think this is what will happen, right? If well, there is no videos in the ring. So you can't see any videos. No, there's lots of videos, mate. It'll it's be you me. at one side of the ring with your, 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 your you know your kimono on or whatever it's you wear. It's not a ring pajamas. Yeah. And you'll be there and you'll be kinda of like, you know, doing the kind of like Tai Chi movement. You'll have one foot up and you'll have both Don't both your head, both your arms there and you will be like doing the you know when you when you kinda of go hee <laughs> <laughs> None
0: of that happens.
1: And then you do a couple of cartwheels towards me, and then you do a couple of a couple of you know movements, wax on, wax off, and then you will come into me, and then I'll just lay you out one punch, and you're gone. You've gone. It's spark out. It's game over. You know, you see, you see the boxes that are coming up. One punch, gone, dead. Game over. That's what I'm saying. That's all. It's, I'm a, shame.
0: it's a shame you know nothing about the uh, the, gentle, the gentle art. <laughs> the uh,
1: gentle art. <laughs> You're talking about strangling people to
0: death. Gentle art, Gentle uh, heart. Uh, Well I, I, We We call it that, I think, ironically, because it is actually quite, quite brutal. And, you know, only, you know, only real uh, hard nuts are, uh, are capable of getting in there. It's
1: 2.45, Liam. Thursday, January the 27th. <laughs> um, as of now, at this moment in time, putting you on the spot, uh, at midnight or 11.59 p.m., on uh, January 31st, deadline day, midnight, the the clock's just gone, deadline day's finished. Where is Adama Traore? Is he A, at Wolverhampton Wanderers? Is he at B, Barcelona? Is he at C, Spurs? Or is he at D, A, another?
0: Well, um, it, it feels very much like he will be at Barcelona. Wow. Um, you have to take into account... For him, it is a dream return. You know, he he was there in the uh, in the academy. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, he's, he's from Spain, he's from Barcelona. He was born there, um, and it's a an unbelievable opportunity for him. Potentially, full circle. It, it is full circle. You know, he left there in what was it, 2015, as a youngster. Went to Villa, moved on to to Middlesbrough, arrived in 2018 at Molineux. Um It is full circle you know you can ask my opinion whether i think it will be well
1: obviously in there
0: as well but they were the first ones i mentioned if you if you were listening well i don't know um there you know you can ask my opinion whether i think it will be a particularly successful move for him um not not massively convinced I, you know I, I think we all know there's a player there's a player in there it's not been consistent enough and there's plenty for him to work on but at the same time he's 26 you know he's got to he's got to drop at some point um but you know he's uh, he, he's very well regarded at Wolves as a as a character. From everyone I've spoken to, is that he's a very very nice man. Uh, gets on very well with the, the team, works very hard, spends a lot of time at the training ground. He potentially could be could be a great player. Wolves might look back on the on the on the move as a, as a missed opportunity, but you know he's been at Wolves for quite a while now. It hasn't quite it hasn't quite taken off for him. And from a player point of view, he's getting an opportunity potentially. To go back to what is obviously one of the biggest clubs in the world a club that has got a lot of sentimental value for him uh, and if the deal goes through as wolves would like it it could be a good deal for wolves potentially on the face of it so i mean at, at the moment um nothing's close uh barcelona are obviously interested and i work on the reports coming out of of spain and um and various uh, other, other reports is that barcelona are looking at a 29 It is around 29 million in pounds uh, option, but that's after a loan. And I stress there that says option. Um, I would imagine Wolves would be would be very keen on getting a um, an obligation. Uh, I don't think I personally don't think a a, an option makes makes much sense. He's got 18 months left on his contract. They then you know if if he comes back from Barcelona after six months uh, in the summer, yes, Wolves may end up having Adamatroy back as a Wolves player, which could be great, but he could. You know, A be very unsettled, not not want to stay. They could get less money than they potentially could get now for him. Of course, they may run the risk of losing him on a free if he doesn't go in the summer. Runs it down into January, can then start negotiating a, a contract elsewhere. Um, so he gets a little bit messy. I, I feel that's my my personal opinion. I feel that the club will will be very keen, probably, to get a an obligation in there if he does go on loan. Is it a deal then, um, breaker? Do you think obligation um, rather than
1: rather than um, you know an option?
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. No, I don't think so. Um, mainly because it is in the club's interest if they can't hold on to him, and you know they, they, it's been a struggle to get him to sign a new contract. It's in the club's interest now not to send him to a direct rival, and and at the moment Spurs are are a direct rival for for Europa League or or even Champions League spots if we're gonna if we're gonna say that um, at least for the Europe charge their their direct rivals for that. They're two points ahead of Wolves. They have got a game in hand albeit. bit. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it's definitely preferred to send him away abroad than it would be sending him to Spurs. And by all accounts the Spurs deal looks very unlikely now. Uh Troyore himself was very was not very keen at all uh, to play right wing back, which is where he was most likely to be utilised or turned into by Antonio Conte. I me mean, of course we We've seen him play there for Wolves on, on occasion, and bar one or two times, you can pick out it's, it hasn't hasn't really worked. He was very um, he wasn't very keen to play to play that position, and of course, he may play second fiddle to some other players as well um, in that position yeah, straight away. So um, the move to Barcelona, if it happens, of course, makes sense for the player. If it's if the deal is right, it will make sense for Wolves for more reasons, the one being, not just financial being, that it's going to uh, a club abroad as well. Um, and it does feel like it's, it's, edging, it's edging towards that. Now. It feels like it's edging closer. Look, the pull
1: of Barcelona, you can understand it, despite their yeah, of course. you know, fa- fin- financial nightmare and and, and, and messy going and, and the kind of rebuild there. I mean, look, Barcelona have... The issue with Barcelona is, is, is money for me. And, and, you know, there's a lot of clubs who Barcelona have a lot of money to. So... Um, but then they've just signed Ferran Torres from, from Manchester City for, for £20 million. And he was in the form of his life before he got injured uh, on Spain duty. So th- there's obviously deals to be made there. The relationship between Wolves and and Barcelona is very recent and, and been kind of successful, I guess, for both clubs. You know, Nelson Semedo went on, came on big money, uh, was, was disappointing last season, but again has been one of the most improved players. And so relations, I guess, between the two clubs, there's obviously an avenue there. I guess the frustrating thing from from my point of view, when I'm, when I'm looking at it, is we've we wolves have got a Barcelona player in in Francisco Trincao. We're about to send Adama Traore potentially there. For me, I'm taking Traore every day of the week over Trincao. So it's almost like we've got the worst player. Now I know it's not as simple as that, but when you talk about an obligation to buy over an option to buy, I don't. I'm not. I know it's there's a big deal about this these six months for me. There's not... If, if Traoré goes to Barcelona and he tears it up and, they, and they've got maybe first refusal on him and they decide not to take it up, I don't really care. I don't think it's are gonna make too much difference between from his value now and, and, and when he comes back in the summer, whether it's 18 months or 12 months. Because if he does, there's always gonna be a club who are gonna pay 18, 17, 19, 20 million pounds for him, even with a year to run. There will be clubs and there will be players. I'm gonna take someone like Katarkovsky at Burnley, who has got six months left on his deal, and he's due to probably make a 20 million pound move to Newcastle. So there will always be clubs who will be looking to get players for a lot of money, even six months out, let alone 12 months out. So I don't think, I'm not too bothered about that. And yes, I want, I do not want to see a Damatari at Spurs. Absolutely no chance, because they are rivals. And maybe they weren't maybe before, you know, January the 1st, maybe they weren't, you know. But the way that things have happened and the things have happened this month, you've got to put Wolves in this European picture now. If I'm being selfish, I want a Damatari to stay at Wolverhampton Wanderers. You know, if for me he's the best right wing back there, you bring Neto back. You know, you've got you've got Chan, you've got Peden, you've got everyone playing. I want a Damatro, maybe not starting, but at least coming off the bench. And I know that's not what he wants to do, and he wants to play every week. So you understand why he wants to do to go to Barcelona. But it is frustrating when you see him, and then you've got someone like Trincão who needs to pull his socks up pretty quickly especially with Chan coming back and a lot of others who's probably going to be a bit part player when these when these you know Neto and, and and Chan come back who's going to sit on the bench I'd rather it be Traore, even if it means that maybe
0: his value might be slightly decreased it's um it is difficult because you've got to take into account the player relationship and feel as well and from everything I've been told and people I've spoken to as I understand it Traore has not been a um He's not been a, a troublemaker at all. Um, he, he's been very, uh, you know, forthcoming with the with the, the situation and, and you understand the situation. But at the same time, you know, you know, there's a lot of financial implications in it, and uh, and he, you know, they couldn't come to an agreement, and, and now Barcelona are in. You have to look at it as from his point of view that it's it's almost uh, impossible to turn down Barcelona, and if, if it doesn't work down work out rather, it, it feels very difficult. F- I think for him to come back and play for Wolves in the summer, if he does go in January, uh, and it's an option, and they don't take the option. For example, it, it feels like it's very difficult for him to come back and play, um, and it just concerns me. I understand the Tarkovsky point, but it, under, it, it just it does concern me. The money Wolves may get in the summer, um, it feels it, it would feel like a missed opportunity. Uh, I feel, of course, Spurs came in, in, the, in the last summer, didn't they? Um, what
1: do you think he's going to be worth in the summer, Liam, compared to what he's worth now? It's do you
0: think he's difficult. going to be worth ten
1: million. There's no chance, there's no chance a player like him, there's no way in a million years you're not going to get someone who's going to be willing to spend at least 15, 16, 17 million quid. No way if he's available. There's too many clubs who who will be interested abroad and here. Spanish international we're talking about here mm. who can change the game. Now I know he hasn't been prolific. I know he's had frustrating times, but ironically and frustratingly, I guess you're going to lose Adam Traore, potentially when he's in his best form of the season because he's actually you know he's actually been really good recently. Unlucky to not score against Brentford. Scored the last week. You know the potential is always there, and maybe it will always be potential. Maybe that's the problem. But for me there'll always be someone who will want to take him and and, and 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 show that, okay, well, if he adds 20%, he's a world beater. Because he's a world beater on his day. And there's no one like him, Lee. There's no one like Adama Traore in the world as a player. There isn't. And so that because of that uniqueness, he will always be, for me, a saleable asset at a good price.
0: I I, I do agree. I do agree with everything he's saying. Um, I just I just feel there is always that cloud hanging over him of it potentially being potential, you know, and still being that. Uh, he's not the finished article. He, he, he hasn't been um, throughout his career, and he's 26 now. He, now, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen for him. Of course not. Um, and as I say, I'll come back to this again. I, everything I've been told, the people I speak to, he he works very hard and he's very committed and he's, and he's a he's a very good professional. So he's not, I don't think there's anything in the background that is stopping it from happening for him. Um, I don't think he's doing himself any harm? I think it, 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 it. You know, some players just have a ceiling, and I'm not massively convinced that it's going to get. It's going to get much better for him. Um, well, that's why I don't think a lot of clubs. You know, Spurs were haggling over what should be very little, really money compared to. You know what they're aiming for, and what and what they should want. Um, Barcelona aren't, albeit a massive club, they're not. The same team, certainly as they as they have been in years gone by. I don't see a you know a massive massive club or massive massive team, rather, is a better way to put it. You know, a team at the top end of their European League coming in for him. Um, you know, if it's fifteen million, maybe they will, but I'd, I'm not sure he, he adds enough to those kind of squads. So that, that just concerns me. that the Wolves may lose out potentially in the summer if it's not a an obligation and it's just an option uh, with this with this Barcelona deal.
1: It just worries me the Barcelona and their financial situation with the likes of Semedo which I'm sure Wolves haven't paid in big lump sums so you know they'll be, be paying in you know in, in installments there uh, the fact that Trincao's here but for me hasn't done done anywhere near enough um, and maybe I'm harsh on him but I, I just don't think he's, he's got it and I can't see Wolves taking up that option I just feel like and the negotiations that like you say are some way off will it be well we'll pay this but then don't pay this installment and you know you might expect to get all this money from triore but well you know you're still playing semedo so let's 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 pull that back and we'll keep that and you keep this and then maybe you can have trincao permanently for a lesser deal when you don't really want him i can't see barcelona having a separate deal for 28 million pounds paying to or twenty five million pounds in the season paying to Wolves. You know, we know that Mendez is is he's changed his agent, he's guessed a few now, so there's there's so many different moving parts in this deal. It's not just going to be a straight okay. Well, you're going to get twenty million pounds for Damatro or or twenty five million pounds at the end of the season straight into Wolverhampton Wanderers' bank account. It's just not going to work like that. And that's what worries me. That's what worries me because I don't think that there might be if it is let's say twenty million or twenty five million or twenty nine million euros or whatever they're going to say that Wolves are going to get that lump sum to be able to spend on on this squad in the summer. It's going to be it's going to be a really weird long. In complicated deal involving multiple players
0: that also concerns me particularly the Trinkhouse stuff because and that's not- just
1: me that's just me speculating you yeah, know and maybe people listening going what are you talking about Judah but that's for me initially what worries me with this deal and it's not as if Wolves have been disappointed sometimes with the lack of maybe money that they're spending recently and stuff like that but especially with the way and with Mendes and 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 Traore and Semedo and Trincao and all this going on I can't see a separate one on one deal that will go ahead there will be caveats in it and that's and if that doesn't mean strengthening on the pitch probably not January of course but but in the summer with this probably being the main deal and if it's not the main deal this summer then you can look to someone else to send to, spe- to to sell and then you're in a whole world of trouble because you're just breaking up the band so um I don't want to look at it negatively, but I'm trying to look at it with my financial business head on, and my you know, um, I guess a little bit pessimistic maybe. But it just doesn't seem to me like this is a this is a an absolute brilliant deal. Okay, he's not going to Spurs, great. He's going to Barcelona, great. Let's get him abroad. Let's get let's get as much money as we can, and that's job done.
0: I think, and I think it's uh, it's fair to to at least bring that up and have those have those concerns. But is that not potentially? Um, the risk you run with going abroad, and and part of the you know the paybacks really of going abroad and not going and and sending him on to Spurs. Of course, I know there's always, as I said, the the player wanting to go to Spurs, and of course the the right wing back issue w- was a prevalent one. Um, but let's say hypothetically, you know if Wolves are sat there with Spurs and and Barca as their two options. Everything's agreed with the player hypothetically, and they have to choose. And and hypothetically again, the players like yeah, choose whichever one you want. I mean, I know this is fantasy land we're, we're, we're talking about here, but let's say, and they go with Barcelona because it's not giving it to a rival. You know, this pot potentially that those things you mentioned and and they're valid things to mention are, are part of the drawbacks of of going there. Uh, and then you have to weigh up whether you think that's worth it or not. Um, the thing that concerns me within that whole thing more than anything is is um, is Wolves almost being lumped with Trincao. Now I don't think. I think the you know the the people who run Wolves are are too savvy for, for them necessarily to be lumped with him but um Bruno likes him uh, from from you know everything we're 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 told and what we what we hear. But for me it's it's still not quite happening. Um I thought Man United away all, you know, that's a few weeks ago now. He he did fairly well. A couple of the games here and there, a couple of other appearances, but it's it hasn't hasn't happened. No assists, no goals in the league, uh, the one goal in the Carabao Cup, I think if I remember correctly. It, it that isn't that isn't clicking. Um would I want Wolves to sell Troy ore and buy Trinkau? To me that is exchanging one problem for another really, um and it, it wouldn't be a solution. Does Trincao have the potential to, to be a very good player? I think so. I think you've seen some of the, you know, cable technical abilities he's got, but it has it hasn't happened yet. And whether that's a an adjusting to England issue, whether that's a a personal thing with him, whether it's a, an ability issue, you know, it, it's 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 up for debate, but it, it hasn't happened.
1: I mean, look, Neto Huang's back in. You know, obviously, you know, we talk about so much stuff going on. Huang, well, let's let's talk about Huang. I mean, you know, Huang's coming back in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, you've got Pedro Neto coming back soon. You add Pedes to that. I mean, for me, you know, Trinkauser Trinkauser, um, an easy fourth in that in in those in those winger situations. So. You know, when you talk about him running alone with a with a view to a permanent, you can't see him getting much of a look in between now and the end of the season when those players get back. Yeah, we'll I'm sure we'll see him in the FA Cup against Norwich City, uh, but after that, you know, I'm not I'm not too sure. Depending on the on the fitness of the, of the other two returning, so there'll be limited opportunities for him to show what he can do between now and the end of the season if Wolves are going to make a, a positive move from in the summer. And for me, he hasn't shown enough. Right, Quan, completely different case here now. Um, again, and I'm going to give my take on this, and you can please come in, you know, with with what you agree or not. It's a bit of a serious podcast today, so I didn't want to make it serious. <laughs> I feel like it's a bit serious. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just being ranty, so apologize. Um, right, Juan started incredibly, unbelievable, magnificent, scoring um, in a team that can't score. You know, the one person who was probably the finisher at the time and the most informed man loved him. Um, loved everything about him. Loved his character. Loved his personality. Great, fantastic. Okay, bit of a lull. Understandably, you can't rise like that. You know, football isn't quite like that. If he is, he'd be son. You know, he'd be son level. So you've got to understand that that he, he you know he was always going to tail off to a certain extent. Every player does it. Every player's done it this season. Every player does it in a month or over two months. So you can understand that. But he, he was. He had had some poor performances. An anonymous performance is going into the injury at Brighton, I believe, where it's a bit of a strange one. They didn't want to take him off; but he was absolutely gone. And then he walked off, and then he came back on, and then he was he sat down anyway. Major, pretty pretty big injury. Looks like he's back in two weeks' time. Now, for me, with Huang, if you buy a player, you you loan a player with an obligation option to buy, okay. And if he was still, you know, playing like he was at the start of the season, he was fully fit and it's all good. Get the deal done get the get get the 12 million or whatever it is get it done don't mind getting it done in january however the injury the lack of form uh, approaching it the no the, the no need to rush signing this guy permanently for me if you're having an option to buy first refusal that's the perfect time to use that scenario in this situation go okay well look we were all very excited at first We've all spoken very highly of him. We all said we wanted to sign him. But then it did take a little bit of a dip. And then there was a long-term, pretty long-term injury. We'll see what he does in the second half of the season. Let's let's hold fire here a little bit. We're in no rush. No one's going to gazump us. Let's wait and see until the end of the season. Let's use this deal to our advantage and see if he can get to those levels that he initially did. And then we'll sign him. No problem at all. Happy days. And then mm. Wolves we'll announced that they signed him. Okay, loan to the end of the season, but they are definitely signing him. I don't get it. I don't get it unless it's a bit of a PR stunt with, um, you know, with potentially no incomings or major incomings before Monday. And so it's, you know, maybe before the fall of maybe losing a Traore or or something else happening. Okay, well, we're we're signing Juan. That's what it seems to me because it's a bit of a gamble for me because if he comes back and he's not what he was... Then for me, you'd have a decision to make it in the season. It's not a slam dunk, so I don't quite understand why Wolves have done this now. Rant
0: over. <laughs> rant, rant is over. Over. Uh, yeah, I I I can totally sympathise with with your point of view, and also just to mention this bit before I sort of played devil's advocate a little bit. Yeah, um, sure, sure. The you know I've seen a few supporters tweeting saying, look, you know, what if he gets a serious injury tomorrow or something. That argument I don't really understand because you know you could sign Messi tomorrow and he could yeah. break his leg walking yeah. into the training ground. You know it's that that is difficult to account for. Injuries are impossible almost to account for. So um, yeah, I don't I don't really subscribe to that. But I can understand where you're coming from there. You know the, the options there. They didn't need to rush, did they? Um, so there's a couple of points really playing devil's advocate to this. The first one to remember is that Bruno Lage is a huge fan of Wang. He absolutely loves the bloke. Um, you can, you know, just listen to how he talks about him in in, uh, in press conferences after games. Obviously, you know, when he was playing and playing well, um, and that, and that's obvious. He, he made it very clear from the start he wanted to, to keep him, wanted to sign him, wanted to do it in January as well. So that's that's the first thing. Um, and and also actually, before I finish that point, the the manager. In some way, because obviously you know the club obviously wanted him as well, but the manager in some way getting what he wanted here um, is potentially a good sign because I think there's been a lot of accusations thrown that Bruno isn't getting back to Bruno isn't getting what he wants, etc. etc. Um, and and he's always insisted, and the people I've spoken to always insisted that they, you know they, there was a working relationship there, and they have to find common ground on a footballing point of view and a financial point of view. So the fact that you know Bruno's got something he wants here. Um I think fans in that sense can look at it favorably um, yeah good shot good shot so so that that's the one point point. and then also for the player um and this is difficult really for most people um, including myself to, to sympathize with because we haven't really been in a sim- similar situation i mean you, you know, in fact you know it's not quite as um as abrupt, but you might be able to sympathise slightly more. You know, having gone over to America um, quite a lot, uh, and you, you lived over there before, didn't you? I'm mm-hmm. Right, I yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah, I thought you three thought years, you did. Four years, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you, I know it's another English-speaking country, and it's slightly different. But you might be able to sympathise slightly with it. That he's going over or coming over rather to England, having spent time spending a year in Germany before that, spending a year in Austria, uh, having obviously come from Korea or South Korea before that. And he's going. He's always hopping through these European countries, and he's you know he's not having an opportunity to settle and um, and really have a a clear future. I think for the player, from the club's point of view, they're wanting to give the player an opportunity to to settle, start a new life. Even the little things like you know getting a permanent place to stay, bringing cars over from or anything over from Germany that might still be there um cars being a, a random example I could think of, but anything <laughs> they that, that you know they could that that he might still have over there that he wants to bring back you know he 's not going to have moved his whole life with it being alone, not knowing what was going to happen um so it 's an opportunity for him to settle start, start that new life, potentially bring family over all those kind of things, and I think that they 're hoping anyway that that is going to allow him to flourish in the second half of the season and have a an impact like he did in the the early parts of the early part sorry of the of the uh, of the first half of the season i think that that's an important thing to remember. It's difficult for, as I say, for me to sympathise or anyone else really, because we haven't done that. It's, it's quite a big step to go and live in another country, and particularly when there's a language barrier and uh, a very, and it's a big cultural barrier as well. You have to have to remember, from Asian countries over to England, there is still a very big culture barrier, and he has to he has to get over that. Some players, even coming from. The Republic of Ireland over to England don't settle. I've had plenty of examples of players that don't settle and go back to Ireland again. Let alone coming from you know a totally different culture. So uh, I think that's that's a really important point, and that's the reason they've done it. And then really on the technical aspects of it, for anyone who wasn't aware, the te- technical aspects of the deal, um, the the fee being around twelve million in pounds, uh, and the personal terms on. Quang's deal, his contract, which is until 2026, they were all sorted in the summer already. So it was already done and in place. Provided Wolves essentially, you know, I'm simpl- simplifying it slightly. Essentially, just you know, flick the switch and and say right, we're buying him. That's that's in essence really what they've done. So um, it wasn't that they had to you know go through a a big um, a big process to have it done. Uh, and, and of course, an important thing that fans wanted to know was. Where the where the funds were going or, or where it was coming from, rather, than the funds that twelve million won't be paid until until the summer because he's still technically alone. So, um, so yeah, I think that's just a, a few points really. That just to play devil's advocate and uh, and put it out there. But I do understand the point of of why do Wolves have to go for it so early because he might not he might not do well in the second half of the season. But I suppose there's always risks in any transfer, isn't there? And uh, and that's one one Wolves have taken.
1: Yeah, yeah, it... I don't know. I really like Wang, so I'm not I'm not I'm not adverse to it. You know what I mean? I think that he will be mm. a very good player and, and and a very good squad player. And you know, end of the day, um, Wolves are going to need a bigger squad if they're going to start competing. So you know, I'm, I'm all for adding players. Just the timing just was a bit strange to me. That's all I'm saying. So you know, I'm, I'm I really like him. I think, he, like you say, he's a breath of fresh air. He's a big boy. He can handle himself. He can play out wide. He can play on either side. He's got a good touch to him. So I'm not. I'm not disappointed with the deal whatsoever. I just thought the timing was a little bit strange. That's all I'm saying. Um, right. Transfers as a whole, Liam. Um, fans, fans are frustrated, and I can understand it. Right. Uh, let me just let me just get it up at the moment. Be so, so. I'm. I'm talking. I'm talking facts. But before the Man United game, Liam, we were sat there at Manchester United, right, and we were talking about. The January month, as it started, and we could think, right? They've got the. It's difficult, okay? It's difficult. They've, you know, they've got through December. If they can just tread water in January or do okay, then maybe, maybe they the mid-table or, or, or you know, are doing fine and they're definitely safe. Maybe actually, this might not be the, the the month to strengthen because why would you need to pay over the odds for players or get players in when really? you're not really going to get to european football but you're not going down and maybe it's time just to you know make like make, bruno work with this squad and have a big summer and a really big summer however bruno up for manager of the month gianluccinio up for player of the month they're unbeaten three on the bounce now in 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 january um they've been absolutely superb i mean four wins in five plus an fa cup uh triumph as well and going into the fourth round against norwich Look, they are three points away from fifth. They are four points away from from fourth. They've got two games in hand over fifth in West Ham, a game in hand a game in hand over over Manchester United. And I said it in a, in a tweet after the Brentford game that sometimes you do not need. And this wasn't having a go at Fosun, by the way. And I don't I don't want people to misconstrue that because they've done unbelievably well and they've been fantastic since they've been here. But you cannot now, especially in the football, and adapt. Pick and choose the players that you need to go if you're going to achieve European football. Pick and choose the times to spend fifty, sixty, seventy million pounds. You know. So, if have they got to look at this now and go, look, we are way ahead. Like if you sat down, Bruno, and you sat down, Jeff, and you said, and you gave them this on. January the the 27th they'd be like oh my god are you kidding me I'll snap your hand off with that squad and, and the squad's getting smaller and smaller I will take it but do they need to look at it now and go look we might not get a better chance at this Wolves could spend I'm not joking £80 million in the summer and there's no guarantees whatsoever that they will be in this position come this time next year no guarantees whatsoever so is this the time to adapt to not Okay, well, Traore is probably going to go or whatever, but to not weaken your squad even further without bringing other players in, you know, I know that I know that they've got Chiquino in, and you know, but he's not going to be he's not going to be playing week in week out for Wolverhampton Wanderers and strengthening the side and strengthening the squad and and making big differences until next season probably, not realistically. But is this the time now to think? Okay. Come on, let's take let's take it by the scruff of the neck. Let's go for this. This is a great chance we've been in. Manchester United are struggling. West Ham on a bit of a dipper form. Arsenal, you don't know what you're getting. Tottenham, there's loads of issues there. We could go here, guys. We could get our highest finishing position in the Premier League ever, ever in the Premier League. And it might just take two signings. It might take one permanent and one loan. And yes, we might have to take a risk. We might have to take a bit of a risk. But the payoff is massive. And that's why I'll be really disappointed if they don't you know if they just lose a dammer and they don't really make any other signings between now and 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 Monday. I feel like that's a huge opportunity missed in that you cannot predict what's going to happen in the future, and this is the time to go for it and I wouldn't say that on January the first, but now we're here twenty five days later for me, you've got to adapt
0: i thought you did you, I thought you did say this on January the first.
1: No, I said on January the first. I said I said on January the first. I was talking to you at Man United, saying saying they might not need to sign anyone this summer because they might be just fine in in the winter. Sorry, in January because you know they might be fine. They're not going to go up. They're not going to go down. They should be fine, but they're probably not going to be European positions. But now such is such is the case they are flying, they're buzzing, they're playing great football, they're starting to score goals now, and there's realistic chance that they, they could be in European football. I don't think anyone thought they'd be in European football this season. Realistically, we all thought between 10th and 12th probably would be a good season. But this is, this is, this is really taking... Uh, I mean, I'm, it's the first time, especially after that Brentford game, I'm looking at it going, they could really get European football this year. They really could. And that's on the back of them being in the FA Cup still.
0: Th- you, yeah, you're right. Uh, the the Brentford one felt like a bit of a turning point, didn't it? It, it? it didn't have the the allure of a win away at Man United, but it had obviously a lot of the you know the distractions that we spoke about. But it was against a team that, alongside maybe Crystal Palace, caused Wolves the most problems this season in the in the reverse fixture, and it felt like a real turning point. I totally agree. Um, and they Do you could. Know what I'm
1: saying about strengthening, I mean, I can understand the fans. Uh, frustrated if wolves were 10th now and eight points away from eighth or seventh i'd be sing. i'd be singing from a different hymn sheet i really would because you've got to be smart and you've got and, and and folks are smart and they're smart with the money but the situation that they are in now and this football club is in now i think requires and they deserve more than anything they deserve to show and bruno deserves to be shown okay you're doing a magnificent job here now if you want to go the way, let's take a couple of risks. Let's take a little risk. Let's let's get someone in permanent. Or let's pay over the odds to get someone in loan to the end of the season. You know, let, let's let's pay a few million quid and get and get a star on loan. I mean they talk about Newcastle getting Jesse Lingard. Why can't Wolves go and get Jesse Lingard for six months? you know you need an attacking midfielder okay we'll pay your wages till the season i'm sure Jesse lingard would rather be paying if he you know with no obligation to buy you can go to wh- whoever he wants to you know uh, next summer and he can he can get all the wages he wants because there'll be no transfer fee but i tell you what Jesse, come here if newcastle aren't going aren't, aren't gonna to sign you you come here play in the hole have you know go and play go and score goals for a team that's in the top 8 not the bottom 3 and you know, and, and and showcase what you can to the world again, and and get more money, and and tell you what, happy days. If you do that, and we finish in the top seven, congratulations to you. And it might cost you five or six million quid in wages. It probably will do. But pff, what's that? What's that? Is that that's a risk? Yes, it's a risk, but is it a calculated risk? Yes. And maybe not Jesse Lingard. I'm using him as an example, but other players like that of that ilk is what this this this, this team is desperate for. And as good as Moutinho, as good as Ruben Neves have been, you've got to give him a bit of a chance. You've got to give him a bit of a chance. Wolves have got games still to play. They've got they could have three or four or five more FA Cup games. They've got they've got games in hand, they've got to play more Premier League games left than than, than a lot of other clubs apart from Burnley. So they're gonna need some help. And that's why, Liam, my view has changed and that's why I feel Fosa need to act.
0: Get Nathan Judah on the board. He's a, <laughs> the passionate rant. Oh man.
1: Um, I'm sorry. Some probably taking taking these and clipping them and going, What the hell's Judah on about? But, <laughs> and I, sometimes I don't I, I just feel like this this maybe this podcast and this episode two, three, six, there's a lot of things that have been on my mind, especially over the last couple of weeks, and you just want to get them off your chest and I might not be I might be all over the place in my rants, but it's it's more just the kind of thoughts that I feel like other people are thinking at the same time.
0: Yeah, and I think if you look at it this way, you we might look back and this is in line really with what you were saying, we might look back in hindsight in maybe April, for example, and think wolves have you know, touch wood, hope it doesn't happen, but wolves we may have we might have had a couple of injuries. There might be a couple of issues with Covid, you know, anything could have happened. Mm-hmm. Wolves could have slipped up on a couple on a couple um performances in key games and lost points in key games because of those things and you will will then look back on January and said should they should they have invested should they potentially have gone for it and and I really can see see the point because it particularly when you mention Neves and Moutinho give them a chance I think you know I really do think they need a midfielder 100% so that is that's a really key example of you know, getting someone in and giving them an opportunity and giving the squad an opportunity to go out there because you can't rely necessarily on Kundal and Jordale. Um, You know, they've got very limited senior experience. And if it comes down to them possibly playing, and it came down very close to Kundal playing against Southampton uh, as well, remember, um, he, they were very close to putting Dendonka in the back three with Neves out with COVID and playing Kundal in midfield. Um, now he might have done a great job. He might have been the next big, next big thing, uh, but there's no guarantees with that. You've got more of a, a safe pair of hands bringing a, a player in. Um, I think the issue is bringing the player in on the right on the right money, the right financial deal, and a player that is going to improve the starting eleven. Which Bruno is very keen on. He doesn't want to bring a player in just just to just to sit around in the squad or, or you know to come off the bench a few times and help out. Which I think we've probably been guilty of a couple of times in the past actually with 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 other signings. So. Um, I can see both sides of the coin, but it is edging towards, you know, what you're saying really, that they, you know, touch wood, they won't regret it, but it could in a few months regret not not bringing one or two in because um, at the moment it's it's very quiet unless unless we have a busy transfer deadline. Day.
1: And you know, I'm not saying that wolves are guaranteed top seven if they sign a couple of players, and of it might not work out. And I, and I get, and I get that there's a risk there, but. Especially if you sign someone who isn 't cup tied and they 're putting a run in the cup and they 're going in the FA cup you 've got that as well you know so so you 're giving yourself a chance on two fronts, not just one anyway that's uh like i say we've got we 've got to move on, but Rant those, over. those are my, those are my feelings. Uh, a couple of things I want to mention first um Liam, for all the fantastic news on on Saturday with the Brentford game, and we loved it. And we, I was going to talk quite a lot about the Brentford game before this podcast, but we just haven't got time. And we've got there's all the reaction there, and the analysis, and you know, we all know how great it was. I'm just sorry that there was only 1600 of you there who were there to witness it, because those are the kind of games that you remember. I mean, Mutinio's shot was unbelievable; looks even better, I think, in the replays. And because both of them, it's always great when they score at the at the Wolves end as well, and they're going there naturally, and Neves and Mutinio; those are the away days. That are magnificent. You're going away, and they stick in the mind for a long, long time to come. Um, so, yeah, great Saturday day slash evening. Not a great night, um, Liam, with with the fire that was at the the, the Billy Wright. Um, in one of the bar areas, I think a lot of people have seen the images, the videos, the, the pictures. I mean, devastating fire. Really, it could have been a lot worse. Thank goodness that um, you know the, the 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 brigade got got there and, and used I think with multiple men, 20 men there to to take it out. It was it was a, it was a hell of a blaze and could have been a lot worse. So thank you very much to to the emergency services. Uh, there's there's a bit of misinformation going around, Liam. I think over the next few days or, or following few days about what the situation and what the implications are. What what do you know at this moment in time of what's working and what's not?
0: Yeah, there was um I think you know, I don't wanna jump on a, on another platform, but I think there was a, a BBC piece that went out about the the stand being closed until further notice, which was um a little bit misleading because, you know, for obvious reasons there are there were close at the time of it happening there were closures of of some sort because they well, one they didn't have any games and two they had to go in and, you know, investigate. Obviously, the fire, make sure it was safe. Of course, the, the firefighters had to do their job and put it out in the first place and doing all that stuff. So, of course, there there was, you know, closures of some sort in the in the first instance for, for obvious reasons. Um, and it sort of implied that it was going to be potentially close for games. And obviously, fans were starting to get a bit concerned. And that uh, I think the, the timing was quite good. That there was there's no game this weekend. Of course, you don't want it to happen. Of course, <laughs> but the timing's good. Uh, if it is gonna happen. Um and then obviously we're looking towards the FA Cup game against um against Norwich uh on the on Saturday the fifth uh, of February. So uh as it stands, I mean, you know, they're they're still working on um on communicating to fans and uh and of course they've got to do all their investigations and uh and figure out um whether how you know, severe the damage was, you know, whether it's structural, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There'll be various things they have to go into. Um with it being a Hospitality room or suite uh, in the Billy Wright. As far as I understand it, and and of course we're still waiting to hear from Wolves. But as far as I understand it, the it's unlikely that you know supporters in the stand and their tickets are going to be affected. Uh, so they they should have that stand open for supporters still, which which will be great. Uh, of course, that's still you know the press box is in that stand as well. So uh, on a on a selfish level for, for us to hopefully that should be good news as well. Um, but as expected there's likely to be uh disruptions for for some hospitality supporters uh with one room now being out of action uh, and I I'm, I'm sure you've seen uh, the pictures of the damage and um luckily it was confined to that one room but the damage is quite it's quite bad uh, just from the naked eye in that room so of course that that room won't be open and won't be won't be uh, won't be used so there will be yeah some fans who are going to be affected by that, and I think uh, the club are planning to, to be in touch as soon as um hopefully again the, the timing they've got a bit of, bit of time to work on it which is which is good um but the yeah the the takeaway really is that you know provided that everything goes well the the plan is that they're hoping to have support in that stand as normal in in terms of the sitting outside in the normal seats so um so yeah hopefully a bit of good news, and there won't be uh you know a much lower attendance than than usual. Yeah. Um yeah, hopefully fingers crossed. Um and we talk about
1: moving parts Liam and just kind of reports that are kicking around now on the internet is that is that Triore is due to have a, a medical at Barcelona tomorrow from various reports uh, 35 million option um euro option is the is is what's been reported. So, yeah, it looks like Adama Traore is going to be a Barcelona player sooner rather than later. Um at least for for the remainder of this season. Uh one thing that we um that I need to discuss as well Liam is um we we had a bit of a late night last night and a, and a thoroughly enjoyable late night. Um, sounds we a were, little bit dodgy when you say uh, that <laughs> hey well you know anything with me mate happy days uh, it, was, it, was, it was a fantastic candle evening for two um, and dessert dessert was dessert was taken upstairs uh, no we uh, we <laughs> were at, we were at Sun Coalfield FC to watch Wolves women versus West Brom women the Black Country Derby it was a steady night for West Brom on both fronts men and women anyway um, Wolves were magnificent Liam The um, first chance I've got to to look at them this season and they were they were absolutely brilliant i was really impressed with with quite a few of the of the ladies there i thought i thought you know from 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 back to front they were they dominated the game really i know i know Albion had a couple of half chances and maybe a lot lobs into them, hit the crossbar a couple of times but but wolves were i thought 3-0 was actually very sp- fair scoreline in the end um they are hunting to to win this division to go for the playoff against the South and move that move that one tier closer, or they'll be one tier away if they do get promoted to to the Women's Premier League. And they've got some hell of a players' there. It was a thoroughly enjoyable evening.
0: Yeah, it definitely was. It was nice to see a decent crowd there, and albeit a bit cold. Um, yeah, it was a really good. It was a really good game, actually. Um, Join my yeah. cup of
1: soup, mate, pre-kick-off. <laughs> got, got a little tuck shop, cup of soup. A cup of so- I haven't had a cup of soup in probably 15 years. But, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's a bit like the pot noodle as well, like... It's lovely, and you stir it, and it's great, and you get, but you get to, the, for me, the best bits are at the bottom. It's almost the, the congeal bit in the, in the bottom where all the solids have kind of like gone down, and they're kind of just like laying there at the very bottom, and, and delicious. And then you've got, you almost get a bit of, the, the water hasn't touched, a little bit of powder in there as well, which I don't mind. But it was it, it just reminiscing of, of, of the old days, um, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, you used to have a cup of soup thinking you were being healthy. Not, not the not the 28 grams of, of salt that was in there. But um, but no, I digress. Uh, they, they were great, mate. They, they were really good. And um, I know some people caught your eye.
0: Yeah, definitely. I was just about to say that before you started ranting about soup. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. sorry. I've got time for, yeah. for my stupid, stupid, um, stupid talk. I know it's what you like. Um, So yeah, number nine, Jade Cross. I thought she uh, led the line really well. She you know causing all sorts of problems running in behind. uh, Worked very hard. I was impressed with her. Good technically as well. You know how the ball up. As I say, running behind. Good laying off to teammates. Um, And then I mean there was one play in particular which I know you mentioned as well, which I'll come on to in a second. But just before that, uh, the two wing backs, uh, Beth Merrick and Ali Miller. Mm. um, They both so Beth started on the left. Ali started on the on the right. Uh, and partly through the first half they switched, and then they ended up staying in that for the second half after switching. Um, you know, they are versatile players, good going forward, very direct on the ball. You know, the positioning uh, was very good as well defensively, dropping back into shape, uh, and they caused Albin all sorts of problems uh, in the wide areas. Uh, they they couldn't they couldn't live with them. Uh, they tried to match the shape, but they couldn't they couldn't live with. Uh, with with the, the you know the passing and and the uh, the phase of play they were able to create with the midfielders and the forwards and as soon as they got that overlap and the crosses in that's where the first goal came from and and um and f- and from there it was a uh, it was a fairly comfortable afternoon or evening rather uh, and then the number one which you know you were going to agree with me on um was midfielder Tammy George mm. uh, yeah she, I mean she was superb she was excellent absolutely excellent yeah she um very athletic, very good in the tackle, good carrying the ball forward, good arriving late into the box, um, an all-round sort of box-to-box midfielder. Really, she yeah, she won plenty of defensive balls, scored an unbelievable forty-yard oh, line. worldy, yeah. absolute worldy. I love how I mentioned that towards the end. I mean, it's because really the other stuff actually impressed me more because of course. Uh, she was really very well-rounded as a mm-hmm. midfielder. Um, Could have scored and, a couple, actually. Exactly, yeah. And speaking to the the gaffer dan McNamara, after the game uh, you know he spoke glowingly of her uh, and you know he said uh, to to quote it's it's scary that she's still only 21 uh, she's got you know plenty of room to grow she wants to she's got lofty ambitions wants to do uh, good things in the game uh, hopefully with wolves uh, of course in a couple of years ago she moved on to spurs and played there under 23s ended up coming back because of travel commitments were too difficult um but I think there's a you know as a player she's more than capable of of playing at a high level. So um, if she can keep that up as well, I think uh, she hopefully can take Wolves into those high levels as well. Because yeah, she was excellent last night.
1: Yeah, if you haven't gone to a game please go to a game and they got filed on Sunday as well they were top so you know big game but but try and try and go try and go and see them this it's, it's obviously very cheap to get in but I mean the support was great last night I was really impressed I was really impressed with the team I think you saw that bond between between Dan and the players and you know very very much you know like the, the, the you know the kind of circle they had before and afterwards it feels like a very much of a team unit there and it was just great you know it was great the facility was really good um you know the, the way they warmed up the way that the young girls came on the Wolves uh, girls coming at halftime, and they're you know halftime and doing the little small games as well to see them and for them to look up to their you know the the older the older women and, and doing and seeing exactly what they're doing. And so it's very much a community aspect there that I think's been created, and it's fantastic that that you know it was a privilege for me to be able to watch it. I think, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. The standard was great. I, I thought, and you know, we, like you say, you mentioned them, but for me, you know, I've looked. I've watched quite a bit of, of of women's Premier League on on the TV recently. Of course, it, you know it's great that it's been it's been televised. But the likes of Cross, Miller, and 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 and, and George, um, for me, mate, you know, that, I mean, they could play Premier League now, you know, or at least be on the bench or be in the squad, be in and around that environment. There doesn't there doesn't seem too much too much disparity in 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 the, in the standard there. But like you say, hopefully, they can do that with with Wolves.
0: Yeah, definitely. We've got I mean, Dan's doing a, a great job with with Wolves and. Um... And at the moment, they're they're in a really good position uh, in the league. So, you know, if they can push on, to you know, it's very difficult to go up as you already said. But if they can push on and do that, keep some of these players with them, they've got a real good chance of, doing, of having a really uh, successful crack at it. So uh, it's been it's nice to have a, a successful women's team alongside um, alongside the men's team, obviously doing so well as well. So it's uh, it's it's a pretty happy place to be uh, at Wolves at the moment.
1: No, it really is. It's. Uh... It's fantastic, mate. Really, really, really really enjoyed it. Um, let me just see if I can do this for you here. Right, mate, um, I've got to go and let the dog out who's, uh, who's, who's, uh, Baloo is, Baloo's desperate to get out. So I've just sent you the, um, a word from our sponsors it's up to you to read it out today. Is that okay? It certainly is. I, I mean, you you know,
0: where, where have you sent it to me? I've
1: sent it to you on the actual TriCast, uh, the, the publishing <laughs> okay. Can you see the note there?
0: I, I can see it. It's, okay. it's a lot of I'll pressure, it, but I'm going to do make, it.
1: Make it. Make it last about a minute, please, so I can get back before I'll, I let the blue out. I'll up. do okay. my best. Okay, here we go. Word from our sponsors Adoption at Heart from Liam Keane today.
0: So, uh, yeah, a word for our sponsors uh, Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the city of Wolverhampton. Council, Warsaw Council, Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sanwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, one or book on to the next virtual information event? Visit www.adoptionathart.org.uk to see the next available dates and book your place or call 01902 553818.
1: Don't give up the day job, mate. That was magnificent. Very, very good. Very, very good. There's a career for you in voiceovers, mate, if ever you were. <laughs> Get binned off in the next week or two. Right, should we take some questions from the beautiful people? Bring them on. Okay, here we go. Um... Right, uh, Gail says, uh, "Hi, Nathan and Liam. Hello, Gail. Um, what's been your favourite goal for the first half of the season?"
0: Tammy George last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was up there. Can, can I give it to that? I mean, yeah, was, yeah, you was, can go for it. I mean, it is, uh, it's a Wolves goal. I've seen a goal. It was a uh, yeah. I that's got to be the best one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I must admit, uh, there's a little bit of um, the more and more see that of, of Zhao's goal at Brentford. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love that outside of the sh- the, sh- the boot. That I mean, it's just it's just gorgeous. Absolutely no chance keeper. But and he's you know he just defies age. does not he? Unbelievable. It's two of us, me and Xiao. And uh, you know we just don't look it. And uh, and and he's 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 just got a bit of a wand of a, of a right foot. That's all. That's all he, that separates. He, he us. used the defender and about really nice, about twenty million pounds as well separates.
0: Us. <laughs> he used the defender really nicely, didn't he? Where he sort of uh, disguised yeah the shot and yeah it was yeah it was lovely. Um so a lot of, the of questions I'm not going to I'm not going to mention cuz we've gone into
1: detail about it and we've kind of explained exactly what the latest situation and, and state of play is. Um Andy Smith says how long before other teams start sniffing around Bruno after the excellent job he's doing at Wolves.
0: Yeah, interesting question. Um I I wouldn't suspect anything uh particularly imminent. Um I think it it's different with managers. I think it takes um a bit longer for Won the narrative really to change around a manager, and uh, and they and they start to even necessarily get the plaudits they they deserve. I mean, it's taken until now for Bruno to get a manager of the month nomination, um, but it takes a bit longer, I think, for for clubs to trust a potential impo- uh, appointment in a manager because it can go sour very quickly with managers. Um, and he's only had six seven months in the job, and you have to bear in mind before that he only had eighteen months with with Benfica and that is his senior uh, managerial experience wrapped up so um yeah i would i would suspect it would be you know a, a bit of time before we see any uh at least transfer speculation about bruno but you know i don't suspect there's any opportunity of him going anytime soon uh, Rich says,
1: will we ever get a better chance to break into the top four? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to expand that to the top six, seven, actually, to be honest. Uh, but, but he says top four. Current Focent plan is working, but should we gamble and spend big on one player? We've kind of discussed that. Um, but he says, if not, the likes of Neves, will they still be around if we get another chance? And, and that's, another, that's a good point he says at the end of that, is that you know, if they don't make European football, then the likes of Ruben Neves and, and these kind of bigger players, how long before they start looking? Because these guys, they're, you know, I know they're young, but they're still, you know, in the prime of their career. They want to be playing not just European football, but Champions League football.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's, um it is difficult because, particularly with a player like him, you, you you can imagine that it's um it's never easy to keep hold of. He's contracted until 2024, I believe, off the top of my head, uh, Ruben, so um they I think they if they really want to kick on and potentially keep some of these players down the line, it's not guaranteed that they're gonna lose anyone in the summer, but I think at some point down the line, yes, they are gonna to have to Um potentially get European football to to keep hold of them. I mean, I don't know if that is that really answered the question. It was difficult to
1: no, no, that's fine. No, no, you're yeah. fine, mate. Uh, Scotty says, "Hi, lads. Can you confirm the situation with Bonatini and Catroni? Any offers for them? When are their contracts running out? Are we just going to let them run down, or try and cash in?" Uh, obviously, some sad news with 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 um, with Patrick Catroni and his father passing away, of course, this week. So, uh, condolences to him and his family. Um, but what's the what's the latest with Bonatini and Catroni?
0: Yeah, uh, so I believe Bonatini's contract runs up uh, this summer, I believe. Catrani uh, has got another year on top of that. Um, so Bonatini you can imagine it's. Um, well, That's the because, memories. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you, you can put it that way. Yeah. katrone uh, it's fairly obvious. Um, you know, he, I, I think the likelihood of him coming back with a well with one year left, the likelihood of him coming back in the summer and playing uh, is very very slim. Um, Bruno, you know, spoke to him in the, in the summer, gave him an opportunity, and said, "Look, if you want to." Stay with us and play. You can stay, um, and we'll give you an opportunity. And it didn't happen. Uh, he didn't want to. He didn't want to stay. So um, yeah, I, I, you know, they found it very good, difficult to get him off the books permanently. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if that that was the case again in the summer. But I, I, yeah, I'd be surprised if um, if either of them are, are with Wolves. Uh, yeah, summer onwards.
1: Yeah, let's race through some of these uh, links. i want to get this out asap because there's so many moving parts in 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 this in this podcast and uh, and, and stories. Uh, Wolf wolves in Wolfson Paradise says, um, "What has been your favourite moment this month and why?" Just curious. It's been awesome. Keep up the good work, lads. He says. I'm going to say Brentford in general. I was buzzing after general after, after yeah, Brentford. I, I was so. on a high. It was weird because you know it's a, it's a it's a two one win and and you know. I guess you know, a bit of revenge and stuff, but you know, Wolves, I guess, you know, should be beating Brentford. But it was just just the whole weirdness of the day and the fact that, like you say, for me it was a turning point. That that was uh, almost more enjoyable than the Manchester United game, which was almost like a very late goal and, and everyone's excited. I feel like I got to enjoy this one a, a bit more with with bizarre circumstances during the game as well.
0: Yes, um, it's. Uh, I think I'd have to agree with you. Brentford was a, a, a bonkers... Uh, game for all different reasons, and as I said earlier, I felt like it was a bit of a turning point. Um, now, I'm, I'm, I know I might have jinxed the uh, the club now by saying that, but it felt like it was a really important win uh, for overcoming a team that, had, you know, beating them very convincingly uh, in the reverse fixture and continued that winning run, so yeah, I think it was a great win, I, I must, apologies to interrupt you, uh, Lord Judah, mm. uh, but I've actually just uh, had a uh, contact through from a, a source, um, mm. source. That, Yeah, HP. so the, the reports on Adama um, having a a, yeah, a, a medical cool. in Barcelona tomorrow uh, seem to be accurate. Okay, um, so you're getting all the
1: breaking news here, peeps. <laughs> well, um, just... they will probably listen to it after, this, after, after it's happened, but anyway, oh, no, no, no. Like, it just shows how we're quickly to, things move. We're trying to work on it live, aren't we? So, but carry on, Liam. Sorry,
0: it just shows how quickly things move, doesn't it? Yeah. it, it um, you know, we're trying to do a podcast while all this is mm. happening, so yeah, bear with us. But um, yeah, so it, it's you know, you can, it's safe to say now that it's edging, it's edging closer, mm. certainly, um, and it is
1: with an option. So it looks like you know there won't be an obligation there. It Probably could be an option. So you know we'll, we'll have to see how things work between now and now and the summer.
0: Certainly, uh, but yeah, just wanted to drop that in there. So um, mm. yeah, for, for people that will, will have uh, will have seen it while while we're recording.
1: Excellent news, Jonathan Giddings says. Uh, with a, with a few new faces in the team, which three players would you most want to go on holiday with? Let's say Dubai, as that's where they all are. They are all in Dubai at the moment. Uh, a lot of the players are kicking around, having a bit of a break. Um, I'm going to say since I am going to Dubai soon as well, which i look very looking forward to. Um, oh, you to say, know. I didn't know that? Oh, mate, little little Dubai trip, mate. You know, you know me and you. Maybe maybe at the same time where well, you might be away as well, but we'll see. Um, I would take if I was three from the current squad. I'm going to take Cody for the crack because I think he'd just be funny and he'd be he'd be a lad. Already t-
0: just to make it quicker, that was exactly one I was gonna say straight away as well. So I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Okay.
1: I'm gonna take I'm gonna take for, for the Joker part of the I'm taking I'm taking Remain sace Ah, uh, you've literally
0: taken oh, all the things out of my it, mouth King. right now. I swear to you I was gonna say oh, these two. I swear on, to you. Come on,
1: come on. So I'm taking Cody, I'm taking Sace, and I'm taking Uh who else? Who else can I take there? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Sark. Saar's got a bit of crazy you are story, joking you know? me, aren't you? Oh, stop it! You Honestly, distressed.
0: I'm sat here thinking, yeah, right. Distressed. I'm going to say Sar for the last one. Wait oh, for you to. Oh, that's exactly the three I was going to say. Because no, Sar, no, it yeah. seems like a pretty, uh, you know, fun bloke. He's a he's a bit of a joker as well. you were the kid
1: at school copying everybody's homework, weren't you? In the morning when you had yeah, well, done it overnight. That's
0: exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, um, let's have a look. Uh, Age says hi. Could you clarify the body situation, please? Is it that Bruno doesn't fancy him? Has he never gotten fit after injury or COVID or a combination of the two? I can't understand why one of the league's best centre backs a season ago is now seemingly nowhere.
0: Yeah, I think it's 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 fair and safe to say that he's had obviously issues with um, with illness. Uh, COVID, of course, affected him earlier in uh, in the year, um, and it, it's it's been a struggle certainly. And then injuries on top of that's so the hamstring injury initially, which was um, in preseason. You've then got the uh, the calf one now, which he's currently got. It's it's been a bit of a mess for him, um, and I do feel for the, for the bloke. I really do because he. You're totally right when you, the way you describe him. For me, at his pomp, if you will, he was probably the best centre back outside the traditional top six clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said that about Johnny as well, but I genuinely felt that in the sort of 2018, 19, uh, around that time, I, I felt like those two were were up there. So. Um, yeah, it's it's not that Bruno doesn't fancy him, it's that it's just been a real struggle just to get him on the pitch. Um, we're lucky enough now that uh, just it was last week, just before the Brentford game, he was back on the grass um, doing some stuff with the physio. Not quite in team training yet, and of course, no, the team's all away at, at the moment. So hopefully, uh, we'll get an update as soon as we can, he'll be back in team training soon, but you, you don't imagine it's going to be another you know, number of weeks, two or three weeks yeah. once he is in team training to then get back up to... Scratch again, um, and yeah, it's going to be a uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a hopefully not too long a road. But it, it's it's been a very difficult couple of years for him with injuries. And if you can get him back and far in, you know he's a great even at his, his age now. He's still a great player for the squad. Mm. But um, it's not that he, he's not fancied by Bruno. It's just that you know you can't get him on the pitch at the moment.
1: Okay, last few, Liam, uh, very quickly. Uh, Mars Music Show. Any news on new contract for Neves? Surely we need to tie him down early to avoid a triory situation
0: well it wouldn't surprise me if um if that was on the agenda as as from what i'm hearing at the moment i've i've not heard anything on that um as i say i think it's still 2024 so you know it's still got a little bit more time but you are correct you know if you wait till you know i suppose um, I think it was 2024 isn't it so yeah I suppose back in wait the next season you'll be, you will be sweating a little bit you want to you yeah,
1: get something done in the summer don't you really yeah you're looking at 18 months
0: aren't you yeah. by the January to a year from that yeah so it's it's a difficult one really um, to
1: now that, yeah, would, to say. that would that would that um, would that would make people a little bit happier if uh, you had two, <sighs> eight, right. two years onto that contract before Monday Jeff Anyway, just saying. (laughs) Uh, Andy Matthews says, uh, Were you you a little underwhelmed with the Brentford Stadium? Lots of odd shapes and wasted space for me, a bit like Warsaw. Yeah, it it was, I mean, reminds me of a Zabutio Stadium, to be honest. But I guess guess the situations regarding the area that it was built and and, and housing and stuff like that. But, you know, to be fair, don't care, got a win, didn't we? Got to win. But it was, I mean, for us, it was very comfortable, wasn't it? There were huge screens for us in the press box and, you know, I got, uh, got the chance to take some selfies with some of my heroes while the drone was there. So it was it was all good, mate. It was all good.
0: Yeah, you, <laughs> you did get a few selfies, you're right. Um, yeah, it was a... Uh, I didn't mind it. I thought, you know, it was... It needed to be bigger, of course. I know I know Brentford aren't, you know, not the biggest club in the world, but it was strange it was a bit small, particularly them being in the Premier League. Um, and it wasn't, you know, I didn't quite understand the, the colour scheme and... It, but overall it was quite nice that it was it was pretty much brand new what's it 2 years old mm-hmm. uh, or less than that um so yeah I, I quite you know the, the the press box in the stand was, was brilliant it was you know for comparison way better than Man United so uh so I you know I, I you know I had a pleasant experience to be fair I thought it was alright yeah
1: um okay very quickly some good questions I feel bad uh, sam who's sam asked who's winning the royal rumble this this uh, this year who's winning it Liam? who's winning it on saturday night
0: uh, I don't follow that, so I've got no idea.
1: I'm going to say Brock Lesnar makes a surprise entrance and wins that, and then they have the unification fight against uh against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania is my prediction, Sam. Uh, right, okay. Next one, um says. Um, well, Connor says we finally got a score prediction right. Does this mean now retirement plans for Judah? But we didn't get it right, did we? I don't think we got it right.
0: No, I don't. No. We
1: went one one, didn't we? And it went two one. It was it was two one. I'm pretty sure. So we didn't get it right.
0: or oh wait, no. What? I went I went one one you went two one I think, didn't you?
1: What? What?
0: But obviously it was me that was making the prediction, so Oh yes, comp- exactly. That's right, yes. A, so you were wrong again. When... And correct. I correct. think you might Connor, have said two one. Thank you. Oops. Christ.
1: Uh it's time for me it was time for me to retire five or six years ago, to be honest. I I'm just I'm just, I'm just... They're desperate for me to go here every single, every single day. I'm getting different emails, but I, I'm hanging on, mate. I'm hanging on by the skin of my teeth somehow. Yes, yeah, don't know Um, a couple of asking about Renato Sanchez.
0: I mean, at, at the moment, quick answer. No, there's, there's at the moment, no, there's not uh, from what I can hear, there's nothing in there.
1: No, okay. Uh, do any of the other animals have a negative reaction when Liam talks? Clearly, the Judas dogs know he's a villa fan. Whee-hey.
0: Oh, banter.
1: Any of the dogs, any of the animals. <laughs>
0: Oh, there's a joke in there somewhere. There's a joke in there somewhere about the dogs, but I'll I'll leave it. Uh, No, I'm a I'm a I'm a uh pig. dog fan you're a pig dog fan I'm a big dog fan oh, right, I gonna say. I'm a pig fan as well I'm just an animal fan I love animals there you go
1: right there's so some sort of human centipede thing there going on pig,
0: <laughs> pig, pig dog fan don't want to be your house mate you're oh my
1: goodness um, I don't know who I can't find the tweet but someone asked about Jonathan Pearce's comments on Fabio Silva um, on Match of the Day I don't know if you watched it uh, pissed me off to be honest Liam
0: well, um, I, I actually was googling this earlier just because I was trying to figure out exactly what he said because I didn't actually watch it so could you fill me in
1: um you know when you do the kind of summarizing and before the game he kind of said that you know is uh, Fabio Silva chance to chance to show himself was been a bit of a disappointment then when Samedo and there's an overlap during the game and um and Samedo cuts inside and takes the shot i think goes over the bar um shock by the way and uh, and, and Fabio Silva's on the right hand side he said oh, and he kind of just suggested like he didn't he didn't want to pass to Fabio Silva and I'm like it was such a strange part of the commentary. Jonathan Pearce is one of the better commentators for me actually. He's done he's had a very good career. But for me that's piss poor from him. Now whether he's been told that and he's just trying to get the information and he hasn't really seen it and you know a lot of these journalists and national journalists um, sorry to say, but they either listen to podcasts before they come into the game. I'm not saying that Jonathan Pierce does this, but listen to podcasts like this to try and get information, or they're asking locals and stuff before the game to get a bit of information, a bit of insight into some of these plays that they're going to have to focus on. Especially when maybe Raul um, was 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 a late scratch, or you know it was it was late news for us that he was going to miss the game. So all of a sudden, some of the people who have done all their maybe um, summarising work during the week have got to have got to throw some of those lines out the window, and they've got to try and get a bit of information about these players oh so there you go £35 million hasn't played at all must be a flop ask a couple of questions oh well that's why I didn't want to pass to him piss poor sorry for my language but it was wasn't very happy with that at all and when I was looking forward to watch that game that really irked me
0: well that's it well in, in my googling to find out what what he'd said that's exactly what uh, I found It's uh, apparently he Simeone didn't pass him because he had no confidence in him. I don't know whether that's embarrassing. A quote embarrassing. Or, or, um, yeah, no, I, I have to never, agree. You
1: never do that, though. You would never say that. Like in a, in a, no, in a game, right. in match of the day, you can watch 20, 30, 40 games. No one's going to make that comment. It was a very strange comment to make, and I, and I didn't like it. And I thought it was really poor. And I'm surprised I, that, the, that the edit made it. To be honest,
0: I uh, I I'd have to agree, man. I think you will you're probably bang on when you say that. Um, it's a, it's been a late um. A late look around for, uh, for some information. information on him, and mm. someone's thrown a someone's thrown a uh, an off the cuff comment his way potentially, mm. um, and it's been used. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a little bit below the belt. Um...
1: Do your homework, Jonathan Pierce. Sorry, mate. I'm calling you out. It was really poor. <laughs> no, really frustrating. It was a one downside. When you get back in from a long day and you watch that, and you snide little comments like that, and everybody knows how well Fabio Silva's been doing this season when he's had to come and make an impact. And I thought he did excellent again on Saturday. Um, I thought he was really bright and you know didn't score, but he is he has done as well as he could have done with with what's been given to him this season. So it's not his fault. The transfer is not his fault, and I can guarantee you, Jonathan. Pierce, that the Wolves players are not passing to Fabio Silva because they don't fancy him, you know, to, to, to because they think he's going to mess up. That's not the case whatsoever. Um Nelson Semedo wanted to go for goal, he's done it plenty of times this season. If you'd watch the games, he likes to have a shot and one of these days it'll go in. It wasn't because he didn't fancy passing to Fabio Silva. Game over, that's it. Stop. Okay. Right, we'll finish. I, I have to agree. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, last one. Okay. Uh, Links Wolf. He's got a list of names. I'm gonna say. He's gonna say. Will they ever play for Wolves again in the Premier League or for the first time? You ready? You are gonna say yes or no to these players? I'm ready. You are gonna see them in a Wolves shirt? You ready to finish off? I'm ready. Kawabi.
0: No. Ronan. No.
1: Giles. Uh, no. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Disagree. I'm gonna say yes for Giles. But I'm, I, if I don't I reply, then, if I don't reply, then I'm gonna be. Um, I'm gonna be the same.
0: Corbiano. No.
1: Matheson? Yes. Oh, I'm going to say no. Um, Sanderson? Yes. Yes. Gibbs White? Yes. I'm going to say no. Marquez?
0: Mm, no. Bolly? Yes.
1: Traore? No. <laughs> Sanchez? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, mate, I've enjoyed this. One hour, 14 minutes, but it's been good crack, mate. Thank you very much i have uh, got as to go. Always, you've so... got to write Triori stuff. I've got to put this podcast up. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. I know it's been a bit crazy, but I've got to say, and I might, I might listen to this and think it's absolute crap. It's been one of my favourite, if not the favourite, podcast of the season, and it's just happened that way sometimes.
0: I love to see it
1: for me. From Liam, have a great weekend. Have a rest because there's no game. Take care. Bye bye.